Zero. in the morning show on a Monday, January 24. Toby and TJ back with you. Going to be nice today. 64 degrees is what we're getting to today, TJ. Enjoy it. Cold front coming through. It'll be a high of 39 tomorrow. Yeah. We're riding the Judge Roy scream here on these temperatures, TJ. Two days good, two days bad, two days good, two days bad. Hey, by the way, what's going on with Caleb Williams? Uh, well, he announced over the weekend, finally. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw it coming. Northwestern. I mean, and, uh, I don't I think see anybody that see that coming. No. Nor did I see it happening. I don't know what's going on with him. Like, like, make a decision. You know what? Or get off the pot. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> Jeez. What about uh, Dart Jackson and Dart, Trigg? too. Yeah, Dart, Dart and Trigg. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> All of you, get off the pot. Mm. I'm talking the toilet. I'm talking the toilet. You got an answer for me, toilet. right? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, you should have seen your boy Venables at halftime on Saturday, man. I saw the videos. I saw, I, you know, I, uh, I can tell you exactly where I was when he was uh, pumping that crowd up, driving across the uh, bridge of a dam. And uh, over late Man, 10 killer, and I'm like fist pumping, like, yeah, Brent! <laughs> he had me fired up. Well, I was telling Kev, so uh, last Saturday we were in Fort Worth, and they did the same thing with uh, Sonny Dykes, their new football coach. But they brought out Brian Estridge, their play-by-play guy, to intro him and be his hype man. Yeah. Get on your feet, people! Here he is, Sonny Dyke. And then hand him the <laughs> microphone. Well, it's great to be here, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm Sonny Dykes. Uh, it's just great to be a frog. Go frogs. You know, one of those things. Brent Venables does not need a hype man, man. He is his own hype man. I mean, he was <laughs> pacing the LNC. He had that place fired up. He brought notes with him. He kept looking down at his notes about what he wanted to say. Stalking the middle of, I, I mean, the veins were coming out of his neck, TJ. It was, that was fun. He was fired up. He was fired up. Yeah, he was. That was great. He needed a get back, man, just for speaking at halftime at a basketball game. Jeez. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he had somebody with like a bungee sitting at midcourt just holding on to him? <laughs> 
Is he going to need to get back coach as head coach? Or is he going to dial it in a little bit? Is he, are we going to see a more serene Brent Venables? I don't see how he dials it in. Like, I don't see how he controls that emotion just because he's the guy now. Like, that's just mm-hmm. who he is. Like, I don't see how you can reprogram yourself differently on the sideline when a call doesn't go your way or, or you're upset over something. I, I just don't see how he completely flips a switch and is under control then all of a sudden. Yeah. So, I think he's going to need one. I think so. <laughs> the man brought he's notes cared. to a basketball game. He's going to need a get-back man still. He is charismatic. It was a great uh, – man, it did my heart good Saturday. I wish they had won the game. Place was packed. Student section packed. It was roaring with Venables. Ah, it was good. First time it's been like that this year. Obviously, we didn't have it at all last year because of the attendance restrictions. It's been a while since I've seen the LNC like that, Teej, and it was – I wish they had won – and the steam got taken out of the place because it was such a rotten start, you know? Yeah. It was like 9 nothing or whatever it was, 11 nothing or whatever. But they, they made a couple of runs, and it was it was good. I wish they had won so that everybody would come back. I hope that everybody didn't get discouraged. And But, man, Venables is oozing charisma, which got me thinking today, TJ. Next segment, my top five today. Ooh, I forgot about top five. The T-Row Daily Top 5 today. Top 5 Most Charismatic Sooners of my lifetime. Now, I can't go back to Joe Don Looney. Wow. I can't go back to Benny Owen. I can go back farther than Parker Thune can, though. All right? (laughs) So, I got 48 (laughs) years here to play with. You can go back and be nostalgic over certain uh, players. Yep. Top 5 Most Charismatic Sooners of my lifetime. Coming up next segment. Brent Venables had him eaten out of the palm of his hand on Saturday. It was great. Is this players wait. only? Oh, I guess we'll have to wait. And no. See. Okay. Uh, all encompassing, huh? Coaches. All everybody. encompassing. All right. All right. Uh, how many fans will be at the spring game this year? Uh, an overflow crowd of 125,000. <laughs> I would say. Don't you think it'll be the most anticipated spring game that we've ever seen? It'll be up there without a doubt. I like. I would especially me if, it's a if Dart sellout. comes and we've got a quarterback battle. Yeah, but regardless of that. Everybody wants to see Venables in the new coaching staff and everything. It's, uh, you think sellout's too much, right? Probably. I'll say 60, 60 50? to 65,000. I think we've had 40 or 50 there before. Give me a concert. Do I get a concert this year, Teach? I hope so. We didn't do that. We need some good Last country year, music. We, we need some good country music if Joe's listening. Don't That's go the by way, way of this cruddy halftime Super Bowl show. 
Well, I mean, that's all we've ever had is country concerts here, right? Travis Tritt and uh, Bryce Young. No. Bryce What's his name? Lee, Lee Bryce. Lee Bryce. That's 50% right. <laughs> when was right? Travis Tritt? Not Travis Tritt. Who was the first one? Uh, 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 but big, big, tall uh, country boots. Trace legend, Atkins. Uh, Trace, Trace Atkins. Atkins. I forgot yeah. Trace Atkins did one. Pretty much right. got both those right. <laughs> Trace Bryce Atkins Young and, and Lee Travis Bryce. Tritt. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see. It's going to be highly anticipated. I wonder if it'll be a Friday night or a Saturday. I wonder if we will have a uh, Heisman Trophy statue mm. unveiling. Mm. Remember, that was supposed to happen last year, two years ago. When was that supposed to happen? It was. Uh, we got COVIDed out. We still got Baker's Heisman statue sitting in a warehouse somewhere. That's right. It's in Choctaw, by the way. Remember, I saw it exiting off the highway uh, at Choctaw. Okay. <laughs> if uh, if if Dart picks OU, and we've got Dart v. Lefty. What's his name? What's uh, Dylan Gabriel. Gabriel. Dart v. Gabriel. Plus Brent Venables. Plus a Baker Mayfield statue unveiling. Sold out? As close as you'll ever get to a spring game being sold out, yeah. yeah. The the Baker thing alone might would push it to that. Uh, obviously, with the spring game, so many times weather plays a factor. It can be 30 degrees and 40-mile-an-hour winds, or it can be, you know, We've seen years when it's, you know, 85 and burning up in there. So hopefully it's a nice day, and I think you could push yeah. a potential sellout, yeah. So you're a Fairweather fan is what you're saying? I'm not. I've been, I've, oh. I've been in there in the stadium in oh. both of those. So that's what I'm saying. The spring game is, like, all over the place on what you could have as weather. So yeah. It'll be here before you know it. we got baseball. Baseball, yeah. Less than a month away. Uh, spring game right around the corner. Hopefully they pick a weekend when the Sooners are home. And, um, yeah, it'll be April before you know it. It'll be football season before. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to uh, anticipate the spring game. We're going to be fired up about spring ball, maybe a quarterback battle. Schmitty getting a hold of these guys. Summer's going to come along, TJ. We're going to start to count down at 100 days. We're going to have our uh, – Top 25 countdown. We're going to be beside ourselves looking forward to a new OU football season with Brent Venables at the helm, trip to Nebraska. We're going to live every week uh, on the edge of our seats as to how the beloved Oklahoma Sooners do, TJ. And then we're going to get to the postseason and say, yeah, let's just get this over with. <laughs> Who needs more games? That's enough football. Let's just get it over with. Agreed. Thank you for coming to our side. Ah, who needs them? Let's just have two teams play. Um, all right, big, big Monday game tonight. Texas Tech at KU. TJ, who you got? KU. What? What? I said, <laughs> I said what? Kansas. No explanation, just Kansas. Oh, the, uh, Kansas at Kansas. Big Monday, I'm going Kansas. That's all the explanation really you need. 
Let me tell you how I predict this thing's going to go, okay? Okay. It's going to be close. It's going to be a hard-fought battle. Texas Tech's going to D them up. Going to make it ugly. It'll be tight going down to the last couple of minutes, TJ. And then inexplicably, a call will go the way of the Kansas Jayhawks, and they will pull out a one-possession game. That's my prediction as to how this will go. <laughs> Just totally guessing there. No, I mean they uh they're kind of in a magical run right now. I mean they uh, I mean I don't think this is one of Bill Self's I mean they could win a national championship, but I don't think they're the best team in the country right now. I'd put Auburn and Gonzaga in front of them and maybe a couple more, but they are showing a knack for the dramatic. They won the Iowa State game at the Horn. They got the huge shot late against Oklahoma. They win the K-State game at the Horn. They come from 16 back to do it. Emotional locker room scene afterwards. Bill Self lost his father. He said this one meant more to me and everything. So it does seem like Kansas is kind of finding themselves here. Not that they've been bad all year, but... They're kind of finding some – I mean, that's what you got in this league, TJ. Even Kansas, in first place at 5-1, and one, is playing games that go to the final possession. The difference is they're making, they're making the, the plays. They got dudes. Right. Yeah. So do they just keep doing it and run away with this thing? Or are they having a string of luck and it's going to flop on them? You know, somebody else is going to start hitting shots against them, and then they brought back to the pack. I don't know. That's could very well happen, but uh, they're living right right now, anyway. That's the the one thing with with OU. Like, you know, what what happened on Saturday? Just just a mess uh, with the turnovers, and it kind of got away from them after the uh, the swing on the the knee to the face. But they need a dude. Kansas. You got one? I mean, they got what they got. So. That's what I'm saying. They don't. That, that, yeah. That's what I think this team is missing is they don't have that dude that can make that shot that you have take over games at the end. They've got guys that have made plays for them. Harkless obviously has made plays <sighs> for them. Uh, Mojas hit shots late in games for them. They don't. To me, they don't have that dude. That that well, they don't is the dude. It. They don't have an NBA guy on their team. Right. But, right. Like. When they have had the NBA guy on their dude, all we heard is people arguing that that dude shot too much. Well, I'm not even talking Trey Young or uh, Buddy Hill. Like Hollis Price Austin was a dude. Reeves. Austin Reeves was a dude. No, well, they don't. They don't have an NBA guy on this team. But um, I don't think you have to to win close games. It helps. Sure, it helps if you've got Kobe Bryant, who you can give the ball to and clear out. That's great, but even if you look of at course, the streak yes. Kansas is in, uh, it was Dewan Harris against Iowa State, it was Christian Brown against OU, and it was Ochai Abaji against Kansas State. It wasn't a dude. It was them working their offense and getting the ball to the right guy for a shot. Uh, so you can still win games with a balanced attack is my point. Would you like to get a five-star dude in here? Of course. But that doesn't mean you can't still go win basketball games, even if they're close late. 
Just By the way, Kansas, all dudes. So you can't really compare them to other people. Yeah. Who's <laughs> playing in the NBA <laughs> other than Ochai? Um, Is Christian Brown an NBA guy? Maybe. Maybe. He seems maybe. awful stiff to me. Yeah. David McCormick I don't, maybe gets drafted because he's so nah, big. He's, a, but he's a developmental league guy. Mitch Lightfoot's going to the UFC. Meyer going to be a next a WWE tag team. <laughs> yeah. Ochai's definitely going to the Ochai's amazing, man. He's great. We'll be back. The choice is easy in the new year. It's the Ref Radio Sports Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been doing it a uh, great business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas. Fax, copiers, printers, scanners, document management, network solutions, so much more. RK Black, 405-943-9800. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, how about guts off the bench? Marvin J., the Aussie, these two guys need more playing time. Uh, I agree with a Cole Maywin. Now, the I would not move him in front of Ethan Shagwa, but I think he's done a nice job in the absence of Shag. He The last couple of games, he's given him some good minutes. I also would not move Marvin Johnson in front of C.J. Nolan, but on Saturday in the first half, he gave him a nice lift. In the second half, he got really sloppy. Um, so I think there are there are some people out there who want to see Marvin Johnson play some more. And he is very athletic and I think capable of giving them something. But he's got to be a better practice player, and he's got to learn where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to do better to earn some playing time. So that was a good potential step for him on Saturday in the first half. I think he took a half a step back in the second half. But uh, nice job, especially by AK, in the absence of Shag, of giving him some minutes in the post. He's done a nice job. My Sooner grandmother... Oh, my sooner, my sooner grandmother-in-law will sit through any type of weather to watch OU football, spring game or regular season. She's go. tougher than me. <laughs> there you go. Way to go, Grandma. Uh, Toby Keith has got to be the spring game entertainment. He's the biggest <laughs> OU fan of all country singers. Make it happen, Josie. Should be a slam dunk fine deal. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Victor, where's my top five, T-Row? Are you ready? down, Victor. Uh, go ahead. Read me a couple more texts, and then I'll give you today's top five. All right. All right. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, with the picks floating around of CW leaving Norman over the weekend, when would you anticipate mm-hmm. a dark commitment this week? Well, if that's what he was waiting they on. They were loading up the Range Rover and everything. Yeah. How about uh, Ever's mom just getting after him? Whew. Oh, I didn't see that. What did Ever's mom do? She said, uh, apparently, a Range Rover can't carry and handle the things it needs to handle. My son drives a truck. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> For some reason, when like dad's tweet, I get, yeah. I'm like, get out of the. Come on, dad. Leave my. Well, mom's tweet, I just laugh. For some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> Nick, uh, he quote tweeted it and said, "My mom chose violence today." <laughs> I have no idea when to expect an announcement. I think it's got to be soon. I said that two weeks ago. September. I th- I'm thinking these guys are holding off. <laughs> They're going to skip all these Schmitty workouts. They've heard about it. They're too scared to commit to any anything. So they're just going to hold off until the season starts, maybe. I don't know what's going on. I mean, he had to have been told, Caleb Williams isn't coming back. You can go ahead and make the decision. I don't know that that's what's holding him up. I mean, if it was, then sure, truck's loaded. It's... I don't know what those giant boxes were that they had loaded up, but it's it's pulled away. It's gone, so you can make the announcement today if you want. Mm-hmm. Those boxes full of leadership is what it was. <laughs> All right, you ready? Top five most charismatic Sooners of my lifetime, okay? Uh, honorable mention, Sherry Cole. Brent Venables, who may crack the top five eventually, not there yet. Oh, Okay. Sonny Galloway, TJ. Love him or hate him, that dude was a quote machine. Quote machine, maybe. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Lauren Chamberlain, honorable mention, TJ. She's great charisma. Yeah, great charisma. You ready for my top five? Here we go. Number five, most charismatic sooner of my lifetime. Again, I have no idea about Joe Don Looney or Benny uh, Owen or uh, Bud Wilkinson. I don't think Bud Wilkinson was extremely charismatic. But of my lifetime. And I've lived longer than Parker Thune. Number five, Buddy Heald. Boy, Buddy. I've never been with a player that would get cheered more in an opposing arena than Buddy Heald. The opponents loved him. (laughs) Yes, they did. That's why we just got a text that said those crates were full of Schwab dogs. Number four, Wayman Tisdale. Oh, man. The smile. He could light up a room, That's TJ. two basketball Wayman guys Tisdale. leading the way with charisma. Five and four. Number three, most charismatic Sooners of my lifetime, Brian Bosworth. New Bos would be on there somewhere. He's number three, TJ. Yes. To this day, when Boz walks in a room, Everybody's head turns, right? It's That's right. Pause. Number two, Baker Mayfield. Interesting. All right. There's been someone left off that I had thought of. Baker Mayfield oozed it. Oozes charisma. Yes. So much so that he has more commercials than he knows what to do with. And the number one most charismatic sooner of my lifetime. Far and away, no doubter, the king, Barry Switzer. Ooh, okay. Barry was on my list. He was one of my top two. Another coach had one of my top positions. I don't know if I would have had him top. But you left our man Billy Tubbs off. Billy Tubbs. That's that's an omission on my part. I don't know who you take off from that list. On those Billy's got to be on there. But Billy Billy's belongs gotta somewhere. Billy's got to be on there. Yeah. Yep. God, isn't it funny how even with, like, this, everybody's names start with B? It's Buddy, not just Brian, like, Baker, Barry, 
Billy. Yes, Boz. <laughs> well, you got Wayman. Billy. <laughs> Wayman's That's a, true. What was Wayman's middle name? Or? Uh, Badman? I don't know. <laughs> Badman Tisdale. Big time hookshot? <laughs> Wayman? Big time hookshot Tisdale? I don't know. It was only really a hookshot. It was kind of a fadeaway, but... Uh, you're right, TJ. Omission on my part. Billy Tubbs has to be on the list. Uh, there you go. Today's top five. Can we take a call quickly? Yes. Yes. Alan in Tulsa is where I want to go. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. <clears throat> First off, you guys play some great music on your show. Thank uh, you. Billy Tubbs and then Barry Switzer, everybody after that. And Stacey King's got to be on there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, Sky King. Huh? Uh, Sky King. He was great. Yes, he was fantastic. Love the guy. Okay, the Kansas City game yesterday was incredible. Um, There's a legendary story about a Native American guy in West Tulsa that was really good at pool in a bar way out there somewhere. And he got on a bus, went to Minnesota, and challenged Minnesota Fats. And he had he had you know like a couple thousand dollars on him, and they played hours and hours of pool, and he was about to win thousands of dollars against Minnesota Fats at his place, and he was down to one shot, and he missed, and Minnesota Fats came back all the way and won, and wiped him out of all of his money. He had to hitchhike back to Tulsa, so that's the way the Kansas City and Buffalo game was yesterday. I mean. Whoever had the ball in his hands the last time. What a game. Incredible game. One of the best football games I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Hey, thank you for the call, Alan. Appreciate thank you. it. Thank you. All right. You get Cody in real fast, Teach, or no? We yeah, Cody we get Cody in, in, real in real fast. Come on, let's go. Let's get Cody in real fast. How about we get Cody in here real fast? Good morning, Cody. Toby, good morning. How are you doing today? What's up, bud? Hey, I was on Big 12 basketball. What is it? What is it that makes it different and so much tougher, you know, than the other leagues? And you just see the difference from from our team. It seems like from year to year, going from the non-con into uh, into league play, and we had we had an edge over every team we played with our defense in the non-conference. And then you go into the to the Big Twelve, and that edge kind of goes away. And then you run into some teams that have some some better better some better players offensively and and they can make some plays. But it looks like, you know, if you look at teams, you know, players going in the NBA, the Big 12 doesn't really have an advantage over other leagues. So is it just the coaching? Yeah. It's almost like I, the, I, SEC, the Big 12 is becoming the SEC, and Big 12 basketball is becoming what the SEC is in football. It's just – it's an absolute bully fight every night. And, yeah. and the other teams – I mean, I saw a, a graphic this weekend, the top ten toughest remaining schedules the rest of the way. Nine of them are Big 12 teams, and OU and Texas are one and two. So there's been two, Texas won. So it's remarkable. I think there's a lot of good talent. Hey, thanks for the call, Cody. I think there's a lot of good talent in this league. There always has been. Uh, but the coaching the last decade has been what has given it the advantage over – what, what is it, six of the ten coaches now have been to Final Fours mm-hmm. in this league, uh, and that's with Lon Kruger leaving. I mean, they brought in another guy in uh, Porter Moser that's been to a Final Four. So uh, the coaching is off the charts. The level of scouting uh, and coaching 
is off the charts in this league. And honestly, this year, the way games are being officiated in that they're letting them kill each other is also tending toward more defense, more defensive-minded 50s, 60s-type games. We're not seeing the 80s and 90s we did a couple of years ago when freedom of movement was more of an emphasis, when more fouls were being called. So that's part of it. But the, the reason for the quality play in the Big 12 is there's really good players. Like Baylor was really good last year. And uh, three of those guys went to the NBA, and they won a national championship. Kansas has had a talent factory. Oklahoma's had Trey Young and Austin Reeves and Buddy Heald, NBA players. Iowa State's had NBA players. Texas has had – they haven't been great, but they've had NBA players for sure. Uh, Cade Cunningham goes number one in the draft. So they've had talent. But it's the coaching that is, I think, separates it from the other leagues right now. 8.36, quick break. Porter Moser's post-game thoughts after Saturday's loss next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Coach, uh, first off, what was the message to the team after the game today? And it's 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 the same message. Like right there, we can't we can't have twenty five turnovers. You know, our, our point guards alone had ten, and uh, I thought we played really hard. I think we forced them into 16, 17 turnovers, seventeen turnovers. Um, I thought we you know we were in a timeout and they were down fourteen in the second half, and we we just were just talking to him about man let's get to single digits get it in single digits the crowd will come alive we'll do that and we got it down to five and then we had three straight turnovers we had by our point guard three straight turnovers and um you know, unacceptable technical foul even if even if it's wrong whatever it is let me get it let me get it um referees have shorter leashes with players and uh, so the but the turnovers is uh you know you we got you got to play but you're trying to beat the elite yeah. teams and you're, you're giving them that many opportunities and we just you get we got to have better performances on that you fell down 10 nothing fought back took the lead you fall down 14 like you said fought back out within three you saw it against kansas the other night fall down fought back it's got to be frustrating to be the team trying to fight back i would imagine yeah it's it's, 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 a, it's a trait that you're that you do love about your culture and your program is that they're not quit. They're fighting. They're fighting playing these elite top seven teams. Um, but to beat those, you've got to have. You got to. You got to. We got to play better. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, you, we got to play better to beat them. And I, but I think their fight was there. I thought we were. I thought the bench. I thought we were all keeping them. You know, trying to find ways to to keep fighting. That's that's a great sign. That's a great sign. I mean, a lot of these teams you'll get down and then you just roll over. Um, this team it doesn't have that. It's just we've got to get better guard play and, and everybody about taking care of the ball. Can you tell us with the explanation? And I'm not going to get you in any kind of trouble here. Can you tell us the explanation you were given by Doug Sermons as to why a flagrant wasn't assigned there? Yeah, they, they said it was. Um, they said it wasn't intentional. He had to come down and land, and his head hit his. They said it was not uh, intentional. Okay. Uh, you got some. Uh, you got some help today from some unlikely sources. Marvin Johnson came off the bench. AK gave you a second straight game where he contributed for you. Yeah, we, we, we need that with CJ and uh, Ethan out. We're shorthanded. Um, yeah, I thought Marvin came in when he got settled in, and he, he did a couple nice things. He got a, got out in transition, got his athletic ability. I really liked the rebound. He got above the rim. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, 
three turnovers. He, you know, he hasn't played a lot of minutes. That's going to happen. So, but I, I thought he played the right way. I thought he played hard. We'll see. I mean, he just he got doing it off the court. You know, practice and everything. But man, I thought he, I thought he did did give us a lift in, in that run with some nice things. Twenty five turnovers is the number that jumps off the page. The other area, though, that they really got you in Waco was on the boards. They out-rebounded you by 18 there. You got them today. You out-rebounded them by one. Which is, I know you're not looking for silver no, linings, I mean, we, but you got to be proud of that. We, that was such an emphasis in our game yeah. plan is, is, to, is to control the boards. And, you know, we held them to 30-some percent shooting in the first half. And, you know, they were at full deck. They were at full deck with the Kinjo in there. And, um, and so I thought our guys battled, but you, you just can't. I mean, I know everyone's going to say, like, coach, give me something different. But it's you, you just can't do it giving them that many possessions. Yeah. And you just you, you cut it, you battle it to three and everything, and then you just, you know. The one we ran in action, and, like, it was just a unfundamental play. We, if we run it hand-to-hand pass that we've practiced, it would have been a dunk. And we just kind of no-looked it, and that that was a frustrating play. Um, the uh, But then we're going we're gonna to fight back, man. I, I tell you, Toby, this uh, – you know, as hard as it is, um, there's some fight in this team. Yeah. There's some fight in this staff. Um, we're going to keep searching and, and getting better and get better performances, and we're going to, uh, by all of us, coaches included. And uh, there's a lot of fight in this group, I'm telling you, um, to, to find, find to get better and, and get back on track. Thanks, as always, Coach, and go get them in Morgantown. All right, all right a couple of things. One, uh, Jordan Goldwire, I think, is a really good player, and I think he showed it against uh, Kansas. He led the ACC last year in assist-to-turnover ratio. So I don't think he's a, you know, this is an experienced player who has traditionally done a great job of taking care of the basketball. Uh, Even Saturday when he had seven turnovers, his turnover ratio was better than Bijan Cortez's. So I know that there are a lot of people who like Bijan, and I like Bijan too. Like, let's play Bijan more. Bijan had three turnovers in 12 minutes. Uh, Jordan had seven turnovers in 33 minutes. So do the math there. Um, I did look up, TJ, I have downloaded the uh, college basketball rules, and I found the flagrant one and two. I've read through them. This is a surprise to me. Neither one says anything about intent. Neither the flagrant one or the flagrant two even says anything about whether it's it was an in, intentional or not. Huh. That's strange. Uh, based on what I'm reading here, I would honestly lean flagrant two. Uh, here's what it says about flagrant one. I won't read all of it, but flagrant fouls are personal fouls that are deemed to be more serious in offense than a common foul. The penalty for a flagrant one, which is... Uh, no ejection. You just get the two free throws on the ball. Flagrant one is the lesser of the two flagrants. Penalty for a flagrant one is two free throws and possession of the ball. The penalty for a flagrant two, blah, blah, blah. Flagrant one personal foul. A flagrant one personal foul is a personal foul that is deemed excessive in nature and or unnecessary, but is not based solely on the severity of the act. Examples include causing excessive or unnecessary contact with an opponent, uh, contact with an opponent that is not a legitimate attempt to play the ball, pushing or playing a holder from behind, um, fouling someone on a clear breakaway, uh, contact with the player while they're making a throw-in, and some other stuff that has nothing to do with this play. 
Flagrant two, uh, flagrant two is a personal foul that involves contact with an opponent that is not only excessive but also severe or extreme while the ball is live. Um, the severity of the, the things that should be considered are the severity of the contact, whether a player is making a legitimate effort to block a shot. This is interesting here. Whether a player is making a legitimate effort to block a shot. Note that a player may be still assessed a flagrant two foul on an attempted block shot when there are other factors such as hard contact to the head or the defender winding up or emphatically following through with the contact. Um, based on what I'm reading here, I would lean flagrant it's two. Flagrant two, yeah. It's definitely a f- one. Let's back all the way up. It's a foul. It's definitely a flagrant foul. And I think based on what I'm reading here, it's a flagrant two foul. So, anyway. Certainly sounds that way. Yeah. Excessive contact to the head by a knee. I really thought you had to have intent to be a flagrant two, but these are this year's rules I'm looking at. The word intent is never used anywhere. Hmm. That's interesting. Did you see Bobby Hurley got... Fined and suspended, by the way, over the weekend for chasing down an official after a game? No, I didn't see that. (laughs) Listen to this. Uh, The fouls, uh, Arizona State played Stanford. Stanford went 32 of 41 from the line. Arizona State went 7 for (laughs) 9. Oh, God. Stanford shot 41 free throws. Arizona State shot 9. Bobby Hurley went after the ref after the game, and he's been suspended now for a game and fined $20,000. I will be back. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, two things, TJ, as we welcome in Chris Plank now for the crossover, brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. One, I have finished Ozark. I uh, All seven episodes? I watched five on Saturday night. Oh, jeez. Gosh. With my wife. I thought I was we ahead of the, the first... game, and I'm on uh, the middle of episode three. So We watched the first two Friday night. We watched the last five on Saturday night. <laughs> we got to talk about that tomorrow. Right? Okay. Uh, my Tanner Groves anger forced me away from sports on Saturday night and to Ozark. And two, the new progressive commercial that's out about them in a parking lot. Yes. I uh, LOL'd. I'm like, like, uh, we are that. I am that guy in every progressive commercial, but the one in the parking lot is never been. It's like autobiographical. (laughs) Can you imagine the revenue this generates? Look at this. Look at the spot I got, kids. How am I doing? Look at the parking there. Don't have much there. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Welcome back from Manhattan. That was miserable. Yeah, and it's always one of those situations, Toby, where. You know, you're you're a, you're a part of history, but you don't want to be. If that makes any sense, yeah, sure. I think it does. Yeah. Right? right. Um, Aokali was amazing, but after the first quarter, I had 50 text messages where it's like, okay, we get it. She scored a bunch of points. What do we do? <laughs> Stop saying her name. I'm like, I don't know how else to put it. It's like the OU suitors hitting home runs in softball. You know, how many other ways can you say lobbed into Aokali? She lays it in, uh, and it's funny because Josh Petit who is the great SID for women's basketball, does a fantastic job. 
And Patizzi turned to me at the start of the fourth quarter and goes, I don't know if it's relevant. It might be, but the record for most points in a game is 60. And I did some quick math. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's going to score 60 points. And sure enough. Uh, I'm surprised did. the record isn't more than that. I, when I saw that, I was not that 60 isn't a lot. But right. uh, I, in the history of women's college basketball, I'm surprised that it wasn't right. more than that. Yeah, exactly. I kind of I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't a game where someone like a Cheryl Miller or yeah. uh, Cheryl right. Swoops went off for like a hundred in a game or something like well, that. Yeah. No, no. There's been a lot of so. UConn against Presbyterians. You know, I mean, women's Great women's point. basketball gets Great out point. of hand a lot of times. Uh-huh. So absolutely. Uh, but 61. I mean, she was she was incredible and um, got to figure out a different way to guard her. Obviously, next time they come down here, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I uh, yeah. uh, bad day. Chalk it up as a bad day, and then Green. move on and uh, beat Oklahoma State on Wednesday, right? Absolutely. And then you get Texas on Saturday, so you know there's there might be a few rocking chair games in the women's side of the Big Twelve, but even that rocking chair game for Oklahoma is a rival in Oklahoma State, and mm-hmm. they could turn their season around with a good performance against OU in Bedlam. Uh, on Wednesday, so yeah, it wasn't fun. I won't lie to you. Um, and then you know, I've—that's the first time I've done post game with Coach Jenny after a loss. And you know, so I mean, listen, I'm I'm as I'm as upset as anyone. But you know, it's like, how is she going to handle this? I mean, what does she want me to Never ask? Know. So right, I just I just did the old basketball. Your thoughts, and she went, and it was great. So. Uh, appreciate yeah, we played it in the Taylor 7 o'clock hour. We played your uh, interview with Taylor and Coach in the 7 o'clock hour. And uh, I thought they were – yeah, I thought they were really good. They were great. Um, I will report to you, though, Toby Rowland, this is as behind as I've ever been coming in for work this morning. So it, it's it's my wife's birthday, and so I wow. guess I was in charge of setting the alarm, right? Happy birthday, honey. Uh, I just now dropped the kids <laughs> off to school. <laughs> So um, the first segment, maybe a mobile segment. Heads up, TJ. But what a what a what a interesting weekend we both had in hoops. <laughs> yes, we did. Not an unsuccessful, interesting, interesting. weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good show today. Uh, I hope your wife has a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sarah. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, good luck. Kudos on the bench, man. Five episodes in one night. That's pretty that? uh, awesome. That's impressive. That's impressive. Thank you. You fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Monday, everybody.